Hi, and welcome to Coffee with Crystal. I'm Dr. Crystal, your host. This evening's segment is entitled Forgiveness. And there are four areas of forgiveness that I would like for us to talk about this evening. That's being led to forgive, forgiving others, seeking forgiveness, and self-forgiveness. So let's jump right in to being led to forgive. In Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24, it reads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This was my prayer for many, many months during the latter part of 2009 and 2010. You know, I was able to go through my day and more times than not, it would appear on the surface that everything was okay. However, as we know, looks can be deceiving. In the beginning, I told myself I was just going through the normal cycle of grief. But slowly, I began to realize that something was not so normal about what I was feeling. Little things were beginning to annoy me. Things that I would normally strudge off and not give a second thought. I also noticed that I was becoming very distant and withdrawn. Finally, friends and family began to ask questions like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Would you like to talk about it? You see, in 2009, my youngest sister was killed instantly in an automobile accident. And for me, it was hard to get past the fact that someone took the life, the life of a young, vibrant woman, a wife, a mother of two girls. So I battled, you know, and I had to ask myself over and over again, why? Why did this happen? And Psalm 20, I'm sorry, Psalm 139, 23 through 24, I just prayed that over and over, asking God to search my heart, reveal to me anything that I needed to know. But when friends started asking, you know, are you okay? Do you need to talk about it? It was then that I realized I really needed to cry out to God and ask him to search my heart. I needed to plead with him to reveal to me any bitterness or anger that I was holding inside. It was then that I held on to Psalm 4610, which says, be still and know that I am God. And I became still in the presence of God. It was also during that time that I studied out true forgiveness. So I ask you, have you ever experienced something so painful that you thought you would never be able to move forward? Or have you overcome and forgiven that thing or anything that had you paralyzed for a moment? How did you see God moving in your life during that time? So that's what led me to forgive. The What led me to the need to cry out to God was when people took note that there was something different about me. But then I had to move into forgiving others. And you know, forgiveness is all we can do when we've been wronged, when we've been hurt, when something or someone has been taken away from us. It's not for us to make people see our point or to make people see their error 
or how they may have wronged us. That's God's job. And the sooner we accept that, the better we'll be. Romans 12, 19 through 21 say, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Consider verse 21 of this passage. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. For me, I would overlook this part of the passage and I would focus only on the part that says, God will avenge. However, when I did that, I was also still being overcome by evil and not forgiven. I would do things or say things that sounded good. And then I would sit back and I would wait for God to step in and show up. You know, step in and show the other person how they hurt me or punish them for the wrong that I felt they had done to me. And that was the wrong heart. I've learned that to overcome evil with good good actions, it has to be from that place deep inside my heart. I have to be able to freely give and do without holding on and without looking to see when the other person will be made to pay for the wrong that they did to me. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to open yourself back up to be heard again. And forgiveness doesn't mean that the other person's behavior um, has to continue. You know, we, we don't have to allow that. We don't have to allow the other person to continue hurting you. I've also realized that there are some situations that we just have to remove ourselves from. You know, there are some people in this world who are just evil and all we can do is pray for them and move on. But in doing that, we still have to truly forgive them. You know, even though we may choose to not have them as a part of our life, we still have to let go of the wrong that they may have done. And we have to forgive them from our heart. And that's because forgiveness sets us free. In Mark 11, verse 25, it says, Jesus said, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Forgiveness lets you remove the pain that you carry inside, the, the feeling that what was done to you by someone will be there forever. Forgiveness lets that be totally removed. The other person does not have to admit that they ever did anything wrong. And they don't have to come and apologize. The other person doesn't have to do anything. Forgiveness is something done inside of ourselves and it's done to release us from the pain that we feel. You see, forgiveness releases our need for, event, for revenge. Forgiveness means letting go of the pain we feel inside of ourselves. And forgiveness is possible in any situation. So I encourage you, if you're holding on to anything, to start forgiving and letting go in little ways. You know, stop looking funny at the person that maybe didn't invite you to 
their being there. Or, you know, don't hold it against the person who forgot to return your phone call. Forgive the coworker who seems to let you do all the work and then they take all the credit. You know, start with little things and eventually you'll get to the point where you can let the big thing go. Next, they're seeking forgiveness, right? Because there are times when we offend and we do need to seek forgiveness from others. And in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 9, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When we seek forgiveness, it should be from the heart. So I would like to share with you a list of practicals to consider. One, think about what happened and what it is that you're sorry for when you have to go and seek forgiveness. Then write down your apology. You know, don't don't do it off the fly. Really give some thought into what you did wrong and what do you want to say to the person. And then practice what you plan to say until you feel comfortable saying it. You know, state clearly what it is that you're sorry for doing. Acknowledge your actions without making excuses. You know, you don't want to go and say, I'm sorry, but. There are no buts when you're seeking forgiveness. Share your feelings about what happened, but avoid blaming, avoid exaggerating, and most importantly, avoid saying empty words. When people are hurt, they can tell clearly when you're not being sincere. So I strongly encourage you guys, leave out the empty words. And then listen to the other person's response without getting defensive. Offer to make amends if it's appropriate. You know, if it's something that you can do to amend. And then move on. Once you have apologized, let it go. Do not force the issue. Give the other person time. You know, think about how you felt when you've been wrong. And then there's self-forgiveness. We cannot go into the past and correct our mistakes. Hear me again. We cannot go into the past and correct our mistakes, but we can learn from them. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. God desires us to be free from past guilt. When Jesus died on the cross, all of our sins died with him. It does not matter what we may have done. It doesn't matter when we repented. Because we repented. So it doesn't matter if we repented two seconds after we did it, two years or 20 years. We repented and we asked for forgiveness, and that forgiveness was granted. Colossians 1, verses 21 through 22 says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in God's sight, without blemish and free from accusation. So what does self-forgiveness look, look like? It looks like accepting ourselves as a human who has faults and who makes mistakes. It looks like letting go of self-anger for our past failures, our past errors, and our past mistakes. 
it looks like loving ourselves. You know, each and every one of us has a story and God has used all of us in some way. So what I encourage you guys to do today is to start your story. Take some time, grab a piece of paper, grab your journals, use those lines to begin to share your thoughts, your feelings, and your fears as you begin your awakening through forgiveness. This has been Coffee with Crystal. Have a great week, guys.